this is Michael Gervais, and this is the Finding Mastery Podcast, where we bring on some of the best performers in the world to learn about their journey, their mindset, and their unique path toward mastery. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Bubs Naturals. Like you, I am mindful about what I put into my body. So for me, it usually comes down to ingredients and simplicity. The shorter the list, the better. And that's why I've been loving Bubs Naturals. Bubs creates products with high quality, all natural ingredients that are designed to help us get after the adventures in life. For years, I've been a huge fan of their hydrate or die electrolyte mix. I mean, that's a fun title for a product, isn't it? It only has six total ingredients. It's packed with electrolytes. I love the taste. No added sugar, no artificial flavors, none of that stuff. It's great for post-workout recovery. That's when I use it. And I also use it during long periods of travel, which I've been doing a lot lately. And so thank you for the hydration here. And a ton of athletes that I know swear by them too. They're currently in just about every MLB locker room. They work closely with the Red Sox, the Yankees, I know the Rangers, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, and, and many more, of course. I'd love for you to go check them out. I think they're doing a really nice job. Just head to bubsnaturals.com slash finding mastery and enter the code finding mastery at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Again, that's bubs naturals, B-U-B-S naturals.com slash finding mastery with a code finding mastery for 20% off your first purchase. Finding mastery is brought to you by Hims. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-informed treatments for erectile dysfunction, ED, hair loss, weight loss, and more. Health struggles like ED are common, but they can be hard to talk about when it comes to finding a solution. That's why Hims has been a game changer for so many men. The entire process is 100% online, and if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you, for free and in discreet packaging. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Plus, you can manage your plan directly on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. So if you or a loved one has been struggling with ED, I really want to encourage you to go check out Hims. And I know ED often has a psychological component as well. So be sure that you're stacking some psychological best practices into your daily routine as well. Start your free online visit today at Hims.com slash finding mastery that's hymns h-i-m-s dot com slash finding mastery for your personalized treatment options hymns.com slash finding mastery prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see hymns.com slash e-o-f for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan. I'm excited to share this next conversation. Uh, the guest is most widely known for winning season 10, So You Think You Can Dance. His name is Fiction, and he's 20 years old, and w- his story is riveting. The joy that he has in life, he explains and expresses through his music. And what he also explains is that when he was younger, he couldn't afford traditional coaching, dance coaching. So he figured out a completely organic way to relate to music. And I'll explain that in a minute. He, he shares his journey in this conversation toward mastery and what he's hungry for in life, how he trains. And this is the part, how he feels music. 
So this is fascinating. You know, it was it was something that I've never heard before. He associates different parts of his body with different parts of music. He explains that when he feels the bass track in 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 a song that he expresses it through moving his chest and his hips. And when he hears piano or keyboards, those instruments that he expresses that through moving his fingers. And when he hears strings in songs, he uses his arms to capture that expression. And that's all his. That's likely not taught in formal instruction. And this is part of that creative process that takes place for people that, you know, have a different path and are hungry towards understanding something deeply. I think, I hope, that you'll be intrigued by how good he is at becoming present and how he purposefully doesn't choreograph his routines, well, at least all of them, uh, when he's on stage, which forces him, in his words, to feel the music and to get lost in the music. And then that is where he talks about being able to express himself through movement. So in, in this, this conversation was obviously something that was spur of the moment. You'll hear in the context of how this conversation came to be, but I also want to make a footnote is that in the background, you'll hear a bunch of noise. And we were sitting at a table um, and he was sliding a drink uh, back and forth between his hands. And I had no idea that this would come through on the mic. So bear with me, bear with us on this. I'm definitely on a learning curve. I'm loving it. So let's just jump right in and get, get into the path that led him to now and understand where he wants to go and the framework that he's using to be able to explore mastery in his own life. So w one of the things that um, maybe folks that are not familiar with you mm. is that I want to just do a little bit of background about who you are and then open up a conversation about, you know, what you're pursuing in life mm -hmm. and just have a conversation about that. Okay. Okay. Um, the way that I came to understand you is by catching on to probably late in the game, <laughs> uh, but a, a video that you had posted and that post was a dance competition and it absolutely just floored me it caught me it caught me by surprise how i couldn't look away mm. and so can you talk a little bit about that kind of viral spreading of the video and then we'll get into you and and your craft as well okay yeah uh yeah the video was uh the competition is called world of dance and they're a hip-hop um comp dance competition and uh what they'll do is they'll host the competition as well as host showcases and uh, i reached out to them like two performances before the viral, the super viral video went out and I asked to dance on their stage. And once I did, they constantly brought me back. So that performance was my third time dancing on that stage, uh, showcasing. And um, yeah, it was to a song called Chain Hang Low. And somehow it just caught fire. And I don't know why. I feel like it was just, the, I did it at the right time, the right place, I you know chose the right song. And um, the beauty of it to me is that uh, every solo I do is a freestyle. So like, um, I think what, what makes me even more crazy about it is that whatever I did in that video, like the fact that it was a freestyle, like I'm so happy the video captured it and now it's being shared, you know, worldwide and it's getting the attention that it's getting. But it's like, a lot of people think that's choreography because choreographed, but it's like, I freestyled that and the camera just happened to catch it that way. And that, that way was just... Is that how you work? Like when you're in the middle of your craft and you're on stage or you're doing whatever you're doing, you're just completely feeling what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't follow a script, basically. Exactly. Yeah, I, I tend, I've tried it uh, once or twice and every time I've done it, it's fallen apart. Um, and I think it just comes because... When I started dancing, um, I didn't 
take uh, classes. Uh, couldn't get like technical training, um, mostly because like we just couldn't afford it. My dad couldn't afford to put me in a dance school, and he was like, "Well, if you really want to do it, you can you know do it yourself." And that means more than just some people here. Oh, you just do it yourself, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, I don't know," you know. But that actually means a lot when you do something yourself. And ever since I was young and I was dancing and I did it my, myself, I found my own style that way. But I never. I guess in my mind, I always thought anytime I saw dance, it was a freestyle. Whenever I saw someone do a solo, like a like a solo, even if it was choreographed, so I trained my mind to when I dance, I'm like, oh well, if they can dance that good, and it's a freestyle, I should be able to do it too. So I train myself to freestyle as well as I do to where it looks like everything is on beat and everything is being caught. All the beats are getting caught. But then as I got older, I started to realize people would do their, would dance to the same song and do the exact same thing. And I'm like, oh, that's not freestyle, it's choreographed. But with me, I've already trained myself uh, to just be able to adapt and freestyle to the same song and do something different every time and still be on beat that people, you know, that, that to me is it's still freestyle. But people will watch it and be like, but you hit every beat, it has to be choreographed. Like, but I've just trained myself that way. It's the way I was, I was the way I was self-taught. That's the part that I think is really uh, what what caught me in the in the video was that there's a joy and a lightness, but you are on time. Mm-hmm. Like I would never have thought that it was until we're having this conversation mm-hmm. that that wasn't scripted, mm-hmm. that that was choreographed. So the, I, the way I hear people talk about what you're describing, as you're calling it, freestyling is that they just get lost in what they're doing mm-hmm. and they just find this flow and this rhythm that is a complete absorption mm-hmm. into whatever it is that you know they happen to be doing and that can be washing dishes a conversation it can be dance it could be any sport can you talk about what it's like to get lost and maybe what we can do together is decode how the, you structure your life to be able to find that Hmm. But let's just start with the first part, which is, I, I know I asked you a bunch, but... Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get lost yeah. in yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, what's that like for you? Uh, it's, it's very much so a sense of trusting, trusting your instincts. As human beings, we acquire instincts and we're born with instincts. Um, and through training, when you train yourself to do something uh, through hours and hours of practice, uh, it becomes an instinct. It becomes like breathing. It becomes natural to you because you train it inside of your body. So now you have to trust those instincts so that the flow of it, uh, so that the flow of it is very natural. Uh, so when I freestyle, I'm trusting my instincts that I know the song um, because I do freestyle the songs I know as well as the songs I don't know. Um, but when it's a song you do know, uh, I trust that I know the beat. I trust that I know the rhythm. And now to create an experience that's organic, because when you perform in front of someone, it's organic to them because they've never seen it. Mm. But why not up the ante and make it even make it organic to you as well, as well as organic to them? And that doubles the factor because not only do you not know what you're going to do, but not only do they not know what you're going to do, but you don't know what you're going to do as well. But you're trusting your instincts and you're you're just letting go of should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? You're like, no, I forget it. I'm going to do what comes to me. Like whatever comes to me on the spot. And that feeling is such a feeling of, uh, it's such a feeling of freedom. It's freedom. You don't have, there's no mistakes. You can make no mistakes in your flow. You can make no mistakes in your choices because the fact that you're, you're lost in it, every choice you make is right. 
every and it's your choice no one can tell you it's wrong so when you're describing this your your face just came alive when you said freedom as if you just found that right now yeah yeah i even freestyle when i talk like so and that's the beauty of even great conversation like the conversations that flow are the ones where you instinctively react off of someone else's question or instinctively react off of someone else's reaction like those are the more earnest and truest uh reactions even with actors like i think the best actors they always find something real real to relate to and they instinctively react to it the way they would normally react to it almost in real life too like when they choose to be a character they embody that character to the point of well if that if, if i'm this character and someone just hit me if i'm a timid character then i'm gonna react instinctively how i would react if i was timid you know what i mean so you're in a way you're acting but you're acting on your acting on on call like on just freestyling it yeah so you've does i mean you're 20 years old mm -hmm. and essentially you've designed your life to be able to respond organically to whatever comes up yes whether there, there's a beat on or a conversation or whatever that is mm -hmm. and i don't know I'm, I'm sitting on the other side of this wondering if that experience that you get from being fully present being immersed i'm calling it being lost you're calling it freestyling mm -hmm. that that freestyle that you experience is the thing that you're looking for most hmm i think so i i think i like to tell people that i i live the way i dance and like i i really do mean that in a literal sense um so the way i get lost in my freestyle the way the way i believe that you create something more powerful when it's a freestyle is the same way i believe you you create something more powerful when uh, you're not dancing but talking or walking to the store. You see someone and you choose to say hi to them or you don't choose to say hi. Um, you, I feel like those those choices are best made when it's not premeditated, when it's not like, oh, this person is looking at me, do I say hi, do I don't say hi? Like when you don't think about it so much, you just instinctively react. You're like, hey, what's up? And maybe you just met someone very important, that's gonna be very important in your life that you never knew, but you instinctively chose that. And before I, I get to lost in my words basically when i when i say instinct i feel like i feel like a human being's instincts are the right choices like i don't know why but i feel like they're the choices that we were supposed to make because we because it's that sixth sense so like i think i try to tap into that sixth sense of dance when i instinctively want to do something i don't try to premeditate it and i feel like constantly people are always like wow that was just so amazing that was just so amazing like why was it so amazing how was it so amazing it had to be so amazing because it was choreographed. It's like, no, actually, the reason why it was so amazing and the reason why you say it's more amazing than something you've ever seen choreographed was because it was my instinct. And I used my instinct as that first choice basis. And I didn't I didn't stray from that. I feel like, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like the instinct to, when you're hungry, you eat. Like, you don't really ask too many questions about it. You're just like, I'm hungry. Like, I need to eat now. Yeah, it's, you're reminding me of the importance of... Um, well, you designed your life for it, but just get out of your way. Hmm. Like, get, get your mind out of your way. Yeah. So you can just respond and adjust. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I believe that your mind comes in handy for a lot of things. Yeah. But I believe in the, in the things that you are... I feel, like you, I feel like you realize when your mind is in the way when you're, when you're constantly confused about something. And, like, whenever, as soon as I get confused about something or I feel like I'm scatterbrained, I stop myself and I say, trust my instincts. Because... At the end of the day, your instincts will will never stray you wrong. Is that your inner dialogue? Is that what your conversation is about when you feel 
attention or you're not on time with whatever you're doing in mm-hmm. a conversation or whatever is that is that the, the the inner dialogue that you have which is trust your instincts what el- what else do you say to yourself to get out of your way um uh, trust how i feel uh my first my initial feeling to something even if um i mean if, if this is a point to where i can't make the decision with my mind um I'm constantly weighing these options and like every time I weigh them they're the same the only way that weight is going to change if it's the same if you add another element to it and that element is your your true feeling your true instinct and so like that will I use that as a deciding factor between like two options that I feel or that I'm weighing equally where I say like oh this has its goods but then it has its bads and I look at this option I say well this has its goods and this has its bads so now they're equal and in order to you know weigh out that balance or to make it unbalanced is to put it something else to weigh it with and so I weigh it with my instinct and your instinct's only going to choose one thing um it, it's very when you, when you truly give into it it's very uh it's very literal so it's like my instinct is like you know what option option a my instinct just says option a something about option b my instincts don't feel right about it so that will weigh out my decision um for any choice I make that I'm confused about and where, where does that instinct come from for you? Do you think, let me unpack this, do you think that you're just constantly taking in information from the world around you? Do you have uh, a sense of what you're looking for when you're in a conversation or in, in a song or in a beat? Or is it more gestalt is a word like you're just constantly always taking in information? And I'm wondering if, if that's the case, how are you reserving judgment so that you can flow? I'm definitely mixing taking in information with knowing what I want myself. So okay, yeah, yeah, I think when it going. comes to an internal sense, knowing what I want, I, I do know what I want. Like it's not, I know what I want because I'm, because in myself, I feel like my instincts are pure to what I want. Like I know I want to dance. I, wanna, I know I want to try to be the best. I know I want to perform for people and entertain them. And the sense of like, Wait, let's stop there for just a moment, okay. right? So we're going to balance this conversation about what you want and what's now, mm-hmm. like taking in information to taking information, yeah, for the instincts to adjust and to be pure, and mm-hmm. then the other, like, you've got this hunger for what you want. Mm-hmm. Can, can we just kind of pivot on that for just a moment and 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 unpack what is it that you are hungry for? Like, what is it that you want more than anything in life? More than anything, I want to be the best of my generation the best of my time um because in order to, you can't be the best of all time because time never stops but i want to be the the best of my generation the one that people can debate about and be like you know what all these like all these guys are good but you know fiction that guy in our generation there's no one do, doing doing things how he's doing it there's no one moving like him um there's no one with, with the stage presence he's ha- he has. There's no one with his personality. Um, I want to be a one of a kind in my generation. And I want to be, in a way, like I feel like that's how you become the best at something is by people wanting to refer to you because your skills, your skill level is so high, as well as uh, who you are as a person. So I, I guess I want to be, I want to be remembered and I want to be, I want to leave a legacy, like leave behind something that weighs so heavy that it'll be talked about long after I'm gone. Wow. Why do you want that? There's no critique in this, but like what's before that? What is it that 
has created the need or want for you to to experience legacy? I think because because I've no I've I've uh, a, not acquired legacy, but I've I've seen legacy happen myself, like Michael Jackson, James Brown, um, uh, people people who have came onto this earth and will never like truly be forgotten. Like that is that's what I want. Like even to the point to where there's to be honest, there's kids like that are being born now um, who don't know who Michael Jackson is, but. And it's because they're just not, they weren't in that generation. But it's super cool to me how, like, you can still play a Michael Jackson song around them. And they're like, wow, this is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Because it's timeless. It's something that that person did that, that sold them. And that no one can ever take away. And that when you listen to it, you're just like, who is this? Like, even for the, for the even for a kid who doesn't know his know him by name, they hear his music and go... I love this song. I like this song. Like, what is this song? Is this a new artist? It's like, no, this is a past generation artist that, that you love because of his, his work was so, his quality of work was so amazing that it's going to transcend through time over and over and over and over again. Like, I want that. It's almost like that sense of, um, it's almost like playing a game and you you just want to get the highest score possible to where... Even after you can't play that game anymore, people are still looking at your high score like, wow, how did he accomplish that high score, you know? And with evolution, there's always going to be someone that's going to come along and, like, beat it. But it's not just it's almost not just about beating it. It's almost also about what was put into that high score. Like, the hours of dedication, the friendships built, uh, the bonds, um, the experiences, uh, the people you've touched that are gonna tell stories about you. Like, that is what I, I that's what I want and, and I always feel like I start that process over every time I'm in front of a new crowd or a new set of people that I'm performing for. I'm like, man, I want this to be so good that they talk about this forever. Like, and they just wanna always be like, but man, I was at this one thing and this one guy danced and he was just so good. And you know what, I can look him up right now. His name starts with like F, uh, fiction, yeah, fiction. and. They can just like go into that and find that. Like that's what I, that's why I want it. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Apollo Neuro. I'm really excited about what Apollo Neuro is building. If you haven't had the chance yet, I highly recommend that you go check out the conversation I had with their co-founder, Dr. David Rabin on the podcast. It is well worth a listen. Unlike traditional wearables that simply track your biometrics, Apollo is doing it totally differently. Apollo Neuro is designed to actively improve your health by enhancing sleep, relaxation, energy, and focus. So how's it work? Developed by neuroscientists and physicians, Apollo delivers these soothing little vibrations. They call them Apollo vibes that are like music your body can feel. More rapid vibrations help to improve your energy and focus, while the slower vibrations help to promote rest and digest in your body. And the best part for me, they're grounded in good science. Apollo has been tested by thousands of users in clinical and real world trials. I would love for you to give it a go. It's making a meaningful difference in my life. And because you're listening to this podcast, you can receive an exclusive 15% off an Apollo wearable. Just head to apolloneuro.com slash findingmastery and use the code finding mastery at checkout. This is an exclusive offer. 
It's only for us here at Finding Mastery. So be sure to use the code at checkout. Again, that's Apollo, A-P-O-L-L-O, Apollo Neuro, N-E-U-R-O, apolloneuro.com slash findingmastery or use the code findingmastery at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Cured. If there's one big rock to get into the container when it comes to dialing in your wellness, one thing that stands out among the rest is sleep. Whether it be improved physical health, mental health, performance, creativity, quality sleep is the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with the science that supports that. And if you're struggling with sleep or you just want to dial it in a bit further, Cured's Zen formula just might be a great solution for you. Zen is a nootropic that is formulated by Cure's very own in-house clinical herbalist, and it contains a blend of reishi mushroom, ashwagandha, chamomile, passionflower, and broad-spectrum CBD. That is a powerhouse combination. Zen could be a great little addition to your bedtime routine. They recommend taking it about 45 minutes before hopping into bed to let the reishi and ashwagandha and chamomile and the CBD do their thing. So right now, because you're listening to this podcast, Cured is hooking you up with a great offer. You can try Zen for 20% off when you visit curednutrition.com slash findingmastery and you use the code findingmastery at checkout. That's Cured, C-U-R-E-D, Cured, nutrition.com slash findingmastery and enter the code findingmastery at checkout to save 20%. Um, yeah, because I'm, <clears throat> I'm curious about the first part of our conversation was about getting lost in the moment mm-hmm. and that that is the thing that you've designed your life to experience, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's conversations or dancing, that you're created a way of living that embraces not knowing, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's by definition what you've done. So many people I know, they need so much control that they can never really let go Mm-hmm. Because they don't like the feeling of what it feels like to be right on the ledge of not knowing what's coming next. Right. And you've, you've gone the other way. You've said, no, 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 that's alive. I want to feel that. Yes. Okay, so that's part of what I'm hearing. And then the other part of what I'm hearing is, no, what I want is legacy. I want to impact people. I want people to talk about what I've done and the mark I've made. Mm-hmm. Those two seem really different to me. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm so happy you said that because... Like, like you said, some people want control in their life as far as like to do things a certain way, to want things to turn out a certain way and whatnot. And you said like it sounded like in the first, in the beginning that I pushed for the latter. Like I'm going for the one where like I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to expect. So this is going to sound super weird and crazy, but this is how I see it in my mind. I'm no different from anyone else who wants control. My means of going about having control is just different. So like, um... I feel like I have the most control when I don't know what's going to happen. And that's so weird, but it's, it's like, um, if you ask me how I feel when I'm dancing in front of a crowd, and honestly, I will tell you, I feel like I'm in control. Control of what? I'm in control of manipulating them the way I want. I can make them say, ooh, I can make them say, ah, I can make them feel sad. I can make them want to look away because I do something gross. I can make them want to look closer because they don't want to miss what's gonna happen next. I have a sense of control to the point to where on the spot I can choose how I want the crowd to react. 
as well as how I want this performance to turn out. Like I, I, I'm, I create it in the moment. I'm creating control in the moment. Are you in control of you because of your level of skill is so refined? Like you've done so much training mm -hmm. to be able to have a sense of internal control of your thoughts and your body? Yes. Or is it more, and I'm trying to understand, or is it more about, yeah, that's a given. Like, yes, I need to be able to control my craft and my mind in mm -hmm. a way in the moment that I don't know what's going to happen. And that's exciting. And then I have this other presence where I can see other people responding to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that what that is structured like? In a way, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, teach, it's, teach me more. It's like, um, it's like, it's it's weird. So it's like I can control. I've mastered the art of control. In a in a wider sense, by not con not truly uh, controlling the smaller sense. It's like having a broader view. Like my broader view of control is to have that animosity in the middle where you where you don't know really what's going to happen or how it's going to work but it's like put it I basically when trust you, my instincts. When you say animosity do you mean uncertainty? Uncertainty. Or yeah. animosity like anger like I, I def, uncertainty. No, uncertainty. Like having the uncertainty in the middle and then embracing that. Yeah. Embracing yeah, the yeah. uncertainty and then making those always putting yourself to make those split decisions in the moment. Like it's like and, and by doing that, I've, I've practiced it so much that I, like I'm skillful at doing it. So I know that when I put myself in a situation where I have to freestyle, or I have to come up with something on the spot. I know I can do it because I practiced it so much. But as I'm doing it, I'm controlling what's happening as the performance goes on. So like there's definitely like this strange. It's the structure of it, of how I choose to control, uh, control people's thoughts, control people's. Uh, reactions can I'm in a way I am controlling how I want people to remember me um, because I'm choosing to give them this like I'm I'm choosing to give them uh, this sense of wow like he goes up there and he just does whatever's on his mind he does you know whatever he wants in the moment that's so cool I'm gonna always remember him as that guy and by doing that I've controlled how you're gonna remember me because I've given you the sense of the sense of like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and it just so happens that the way I'm doing it is by not being so uh, structured in what I'm going to give you next I just go off instinct I go off what I feel like I want to give you so it's yeah. so it's weird it's so weird but it's like it makes sense in my head but no I, I'm tracking because um, one of the things that I've been able to learn from uh, some of the best in the world in action sports and, and adventure sports is that they've cultivated their life to have a very similar experience where they put themselves in high-risk situations where they don't know exactly what's going to happen mm -hmm. and if they make a mistake it's costly like mm -hmm. limbs or you know death right like mm -hmm. and i don't want to be too dramatic but some of the things that people are doing are really dangerous mm -hmm. and so they purposely thrust their their entire existence to be in those experiences but they're really trained they're very trained in the moment to be able to respond to whatever comes up and there's such an aliveness that comes with that mm -hmm. and so I, I feel like you're touching on that same thing right that right. same exact experience and I'm not sure I can not that I need to do this but I'm trying to bridge this gap between uh, I'm engineering and designing my life so that I can live in uncertainty in a masterful way mm -hmm. okay and the second is when I do that I give people a gift of being able to experience 
the freedom of the unfolding moment, mm-hmm. and therein I affect um, how they think of me, my craft, and maybe even themselves. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. they, Right. Okay. So does that feel like the thread is there? It does. I'm trying to understand. Because you can't have one without the other. So oh. like the, the form well, so, Some people might disagree. Really? Yeah. Some people might say that, no, no, I need, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to control everything in the sense of I'm searching for perfection. And when I have perfection, then I'll, the minds of others will be manipulated. But you're saying, listen, I'm going to just respond to the moment. Whatever's there, whatever I'm feeling. Well, that's because true perfection doesn't exist. Uh, tell me more. Like, like you, you, can't, you can't control every aspect because there's too many variables. The variables that you want to control, people... Like whenever they involve people, uh, items, sure. Like I can, I can, you know, I have this Gatorade in my hand. I can throw it to my other hand and throw it to my. Like I can pass it back and forth. I have so for complete the, control of that. For the listeners, like what's happening is he's we're on a table and a. Right, I'm passing the Gatorade back and forth. I can control that. I can throw it to my right hand and throw it to my left hand and then back to my right hand. Some stuff like that. I, I have perfect control over it. There's nothing that that Gatorade can do that's going to change that. But when you add something that can make its own choice and you try to make a perfect variable around that that variable is unpredictable so you're you're the best thing you can do is try to make it is try to influence it to make the choice you want it to make but then it might just bite you in the ass because that thing that you want to control doesn't want to be controlled and so it does the opposite of what you want it to do and that's when things happen where it throws like you know people in the loop they're like man like I, I swear if I put all these all this in front of him he would have took the bait but he didn't so like now I can't I'm uncontrolled of that anymore yeah and that's the same with like business and relationships yeah. as well as sport is like there's other people involved mm-hmm. but the way you've described this is really eloquent that okay I'm trying if I decode what you just said for mm-hmm. me is that what I'm trying to do is control what's in my control and I can't control other people's thoughts mm-hmm. right I can't well I don't know if you said that maybe I just added that what, I'm, what I was getting to was yeah. that because the idea, because you said uh, some people may argue that you can't have one without the other. Um, the idea is that you need you need both because of the variables that that can't be controlled through your uh, perfect idea. So in order to do that, you have to give yourself a mix of something that throws it not off balance, but um, you put it in a sense of like what I do, where I put myself in a situation where I can't predict it. But, I, but because I can't predict it doesn't mean that I can't instinctively react off of it. And then when I'm in the moment, put this way. You put I, what I'm doing, I'm putting myself in the moment closer. Like, really, I'm really putting myself in the shit. I'm sorry to, to cuss, but I'm putting myself in the craziness. And as I'm in the craziness, I'm starting, I see ways that I can, I can control certain things. But only because I put myself in a sense of... Um, I have to just go off instinct. And once my instincts are awakened, now you find the things you can't control and can't control. But that's how you influence both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So, um, this is brilliant. Like, I'm really enjoying this. Okay. So let's unpack. Let's, let's, let's start with what I would call your psychological framework. So this is what you, we've just talked about for me is like how you're engineering your life and how you think about life. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, can you share how you got to be here? Like, what was early life like? Mm. And just paint that picture. And I'm going to be curious about a couple other things. But, like, what was early life like? 
Um, I think early life was. It was definitely more. I, I was living in my head. Uh, I knew I wanted to dance. I knew, like, I wanted to make something of it. But the reality was, is that like I was born in Kansas. I lived in Kansas. No one dances in Kansas. Um, but I chose not to let that stop me because in my mind, I was like. I'm watching these people on TV and they can make it, so why can't I make it? You know, like, there's no reason you you can do something I can't do. Like, if you did it, then obviously you've proven that it can be done, so that means I can do it too. Where'd you learn that thought? Um, I don't know. I just kind of always thought it that way. How, how old are we talking? If you're paying, paying. Uh, Probably ever since I've, I've watched performances, so I want to say around, like, when I actually had the, I felt like the mindset, mindset to process things, maybe like five, six years old, like... Watching TV and seeing things on TV, I was like, I can, like, I, when I saw real people do it, I was like, I can be up there. Like, because, duh, like, if they're up there, why can't I be up there? They're real people just like, I'm a real person. How, how did your parents influence that thought to say, basically, the takeaway is that if one man can, another can, right? If one woman can do this, another woman or man can do this. How? I don't think, I don't think they never, they ever did. And not to the extent of, like, they didn't want to. I think it just was never. I think it was never needed. I think they. I think they instinctively saw how much I wanted it. Uh, an example of like whenever we would go out to like Disneyland and like they'd be like an impersonator Michael Jackson. In my mind, that was the real Michael Jackson. So I was gonna go out there and show him up because I had seen him on TV. I had seen him perform. And I was like, I got showing my stuff right here and now. And I wasn't afraid to get out there in front of that crowd and battle who I thought was Michael Jackson. And I've repeatedly wait, done wait, stuff wait, like wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you're, you're a young guy, and you go to Disneyland, and in your mind, Michael Jackson's the man. Yes. Right? And you said you saw that opportunity. You said, hold on. Let me go out there and do my thing. Let yes. me show him. Let me see if I've got what it takes to be able to... To match up with... with Yes. And how old are you at this time? Oh, man. I had... My dad... I had to be like seven. I had to be like around seven or eight. Um, I did not <laughs> care. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> Thank is, you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, but I've always been like that. Um, so, and I wanted to answer this the way I wanted to answer this. No, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm, I'll tell you at the end of, at the end of this speech. Hey, great. Keep, but, keep, us, keep us in suspense here. Yeah, but yeah. yes, but, um, so yeah. And then it also, you know, would come about when I, um, had to visit my mom. By the way, my parents, um, my biological parents are separated. Uh, they were never married, but they were just, ever since I was born, one lived in Illinois, other lived in Kansas. So I would go back and forth between the two. Um, so even when I was with my mom and she would take me downtown, downtown Illinois, uh, there'd be music and they'd be like, we have a dance contest for tickets. Who wants to win them? I was the first kid jumping up like, I'm going to win those tickets. Like, because I was like, why not? Like, you know, why, if I want it, why not go for it, you know? Um, so I guess you could say I, I had an early start of, like, giving in to my instincts quickly. Um, but that that quickly turned into ego, uh, which I learned later after I matured. Because as I got older, and I went to middle school, you know, um, I found a group of dancers. I danced with them. People, people would tell me I was the best. I would be like, yep, I guess I'm the best. And they told me I must be the best. And then uh, I moved to Vegas. Uh which is actually probably a good move because Vegas, closer to LA, a lot of people with a lot of talent do live in Vegas. So um, I moved there and I remember uh, going to school there. And when I went to school there, I was just like, well, I was the best in Kansas. So, I mean, can't be much different here in Vegas. That's, that's my ego talking. 
Um, and I remember the first school dance they had. They were like, yeah, we're having a competition, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I'm going to sign up. I'm about to win this. So, you know, like I, I just had, I had the ego and I won it. Um, but what the crazy thing that, that happened was after the after that competition, this kid had asked to battle me. And I, I thought to myself, like, he did. I know he just saw me win this whole competition. What is he thinking? Like, I, like I'm the best. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just won this competition. And uh, he he battled me. And he humbled me really quickly. I was like, people are better than me out here in Vegas. I need to get off my high horse. I need to start dance. I need to start putting more hard work into my dance to want to be, to want to be the best. And that's a perfect example of like, when you already think that you're so good, you, you don't grow as fast as you think, as you, as in, as when you're trying to compete with someone. Um, which is why competition is, is a healthy thing. People are like, oh, you're so... People who down people who are competitive are stupid to me. Only because competitiveness, you do grow faster when you're competitive. And it's healthy competitiveness. Yeah, it's actually one of the early um, studies in, in performance or sports psychology. Mm. Is that one of the early researchers found that his son, when they would go fishing, mm -hmm. his son would um, have a certain cadence when just he and his son were fishing. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, when his son brought a friend around, his son was uh, doubling the rate that he was throwing <laughs> the line out into the water. Uh -huh. So the, the researcher looked at his son and said, you know, there's something about this, right? Just right. being around other people, there's a natural competitiveness. Um, and that was kind of the where some of the sports psychology origins were first started. Hmm. So, yeah, I think you're on it. And, and the, the other part that I've come to see is that um, if we looked up competition right now, mm -hmm. it'd be about um, striving against Right, competing against somebody and the origin the latin origin the world word is striving together mm -hmm. right so you and me let's see how far we can go together right right and uh, i'm trying to be better and i'm trying to be my best and when i know that you're sharpening your sword and you're on the other side of the fence if you will mm -hmm. you know getting your stuff right maybe it leaves me a little uncertainty so i i, I dig in a little bit yeah, as well right exactly. you, feel, you feel that in your life oh yeah you it, dig like, you dig way deeper and yeah. And meeting that person who is still he's still relevant in my life, uh, was still I still consider him my rival. What is his name? Um, his name is Dietro, uh, Dietro Fletcher. He, uh, yeah, he was to me he was the best that I've ever seen my our age, and I was just like this kid is. I really was like to the point where I was like, why is he so, this good? Like, why is he so far ahead of me is when I thought I was the best? Is he still dancing? Mm -hmm. Still yeah, dances, still dancing. and to this yeah, day he cool. still amazes me, and I'm just like. Like he he's whenever I'm around him, he opens he always opens my mind. Um, whenever I'm gone away for too long and I'm like you know really caught into um, doing what I do outside of where I live, and I come back and I and we just dance together and vibe off each other. I remember like yep I remember why you're my rival. I remember why you make me feel something is because like he has a way of doing things that make me go yep I need to be better. I need to, I can't slow down. Yeah. If I slow down he's gonna get me. I wish we all had that person or that you know that that energy where we can say you know there's something out there that I'm chasing right mm -hmm. and there's a person that's representing it and you know I want to be able to have that too yeah right? and, and even yeah. if they're not around I feel like once you have a placeholder for that yeah, yeah 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 you make a placeholder because um as we were growing up we weren't we didn't spend much time together but he was always in the back of my mind of like 
I need to I need to dance harder because I know if I meet him somewhere in, in the dance world, he's he's gonna go all out, and I need to go all out, and I need to be better. But so, um, can you teach us about learning? Learning, right? Yeah. So you're on this arc to get better, right? Mm-hmm. Your whole your life, it sounds like to me, is designed for an experience, mm-hmm. and that's gonna have an, potentially an impact for legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And then, how do you learn? How do you structure your training? Mm. So that you are on an accelerated clip to get better, rather than kind of a ho hum. Well, let me try, and if it gets difficult, let me stop or right. take a break. Like, how, how do you structure your learning? Um, okay, before I answer that, I'm gonna def- I'm gonna do what I said I was gonna do before. I'm gonna answer the question of how I got here now. Yeah. Uh, how do I be- how do I become who I am now? Mm. I think it's not a matter of how I became who I am now but a fact that it was always there is just that now more people see me for who I am like I don't feel like I'm I feel like I'm the same per- I'm literally the same person the same ideas I was when I was young it's just that now I can speak on them more I have more wisdom about what they are and it's but for the most part it's just more public more people are looking into my life now and they're seeing this person but it's I've always been like I've always been there. I've just finally there's been some little light shed. It's like it's like um if you turn on if you like you're in a dark room and all the lights are off and you're trying to find your phone in the dark and you can't find it, you can't find it, you can't find it, and you finally you turn that light on and the phone is in the middle of the floor, it never moved, it was always there. It's just that now you see it. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that that was what I wanted to I wanted to answer your question. But my how to learn I actually do have an answer for this. Um, it is a mix, and you hear me say mix a lot because I do believe in a in a healthy balance. Um, you can't have one without the other. It's a mix between knowing your strengths and understanding who you are, and when you want to build that, you have to be open minded to watch other people and to not criticize so quickly. Like even if the person is you believe that a lower skill level than you watch them closely because they might be at a lower skill level now but maybe something that they're doing even if they if even if they can't see it if it's a little dim light watch that inspiration and be inspired by them because they're going to they're going to inspire you in a different way than someone who's really good is going to inspire you to be honest a lot of times the people who aren't very good the way they inspire me is sometimes just there's they're they're want to try new things in front of a crowd even if it looks stupid I commend them for doing it even though people were like oh man I look dumb I look dumb it's like and when you and then I keep watching those people and they keep throwing it out there even though people say they look dumb that's where I've learned something I've learned that everything in my skill set that I've wanted to try and maybe I felt iffy I'm like forget that hey I'm gonna I'm gonna do what he did I'm gonna put it out there even though they might not like it because he showed me that just because they don't like it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Doesn't mean it doesn't make it you. So, like, so basically what I'm saying is when, I, when I'm watching people who are maybe less skillful, I'm not necessarily, sometimes even watching their moves or, like, their skill level, I'm watching their dedication. I'm watching uh, their, the choices they make in an intense moment. Um, when people are booing them, do they keep dancing or do they bow out? Like, you got to truly broaden what you look at and how you look at it. Um, instead of just looking at it in one way, so you mix that into what you already do, and your uh, the muscle memory you've already created for yourself, um, and the things you know that you're best at. 
you mix those two and then it forms this it literally just forms itself into this accelerated learning so let's say for example I want to get better if I want to get better now I would pick a category of of style or technique that I have I would pick a technique that I have that I feel like is my weakest or that I feel like I've always had potential in but I've never tried to master it I will solely focus on that I will be like you know what I need to work on my feet like my feet suck or my feet could be so much better let me work on my feet so every day for at least an hour straight I will take I will just I will just dance with my feet whether it's painting the song with my feet, whether it's, you know, gliding with my feet, whatever it is, whatever music on, any way I choose to dance, I'm leading with my feet. My feet lead the dance. And then from next thing you know, like it's already something about when you when you focus on one thing, when you've already had a variety of things, they uh, they overlap. They tend, they tend to like override each other a little bit. So now other things that have improved that you didn't know would improve just by you working on your feet. Like it's kind of, you know, when I listen to you talk or when I listen to anyone, what I'm trying to learn as well is that I think like the payout for me is the number of gems per 60 seconds, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just dropped a lot of gems. (laughs) There's a lot of gems in here about, you know, let me see if I can capture some of them. Because what you're describing, I think, is relatively complicated, right? Which is so you have this deep in. Finding Mastery is brought to you by AG1. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know what a big supporter I am of AG1. And it's almost been for a decade now. So I love what they're doing. It's something I drink just about every day. And part of their marketing slogan is that it's a nutritional insurance program. And like, I just, I love that. That's the way it feels for me. And that's because each serving of AG1 delivers a dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and so much more. It is a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I like to take it first thing in the morning, which is also recommended for optimal nutrient absorption. So what I do is I just fill up my shaker, add some cold water, a scoop of AG1, and a little squeeze of lemon. I shake it up, and I'm ready to go. Or if I'm in a rush or you know I'm, I'm ripping and running on the road, I just grab an AG1 travel pack to take with me. I feel great after drinking it, not only because of the nutritional insurance idea, but there's just a, there's a sustenance that happens when I drink it. And I love recommending it to friends and family because I know AG1 is formulated with science-informed rigor and the highest quality in mind. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I've loved partnering with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, I want to encourage you to give AG1 a try and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and also get five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash findingmastery. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash findingmastery. Finding Mastery is brought to you by AquaTrue. We all know how important hydration is to performance and recovery and well-being, but it's not just about how much you drink. The quality of your water plays a big role. And if you're like me and you don't fully trust tap water, and I think for good reason, research by the Environmental Working Group has shown that three out of four homes in the U.S. have harmful contaminants in tap water. That's why I'm really excited to introduce AquaTrue. 
their purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. It's incredible. I can literally taste the difference in my water. Plus, the filters are affordable and long-lasting. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That adds up to less than three cents per bottle. It feels great to know that all at once, I'm saving money, getting the highest quality water for the Finding Mastery team, and helping make a positive impact on the environment by eliminating single-use plastics all the way around. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. And right now, because you're a Finding Mastery listener, you receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. So just go to AquaTrue.com. You spell it A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code Finding Mastery at checkout. Again, that's AquaTrue.com. Enter the Finding Mastery code at checkout to receive 20% off any purifier that you buy there. Interest in learning. And so when you watch people, you're looking for the way they make decisions, what they do with adversity. How committed are they to try something new? Mm -hmm. So you obviously value trying something new, you know, committing in adversity and moving to uncertainty, as Mm -hmm. we've talked about earlier. And then you're also looking, you're not just looking at the actual move, you're looking at the person and the choices behind the move, right? So sometimes you're looking at the move. Mm-hmm. Right, like what's happening to see if there's some spark that you get. Right. Okay, so how do you have the ability? And then I'm curious about how long can you sustain the ability for deep focus? Because that requires a really deep focus. And you said something really important is when I was saying all these gems is this um, reserving judgment that you're, you're not judging everything right away. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to remind me to come back to this idea of mindfulness in a minute. But is a long way of me asking how is it that you position yourself or prime yourself for deep focus and then how long can you actually hold that hmm I think uh, I, I think I prep myself ahead of time when I know that I'm like someone's gonna do something that I and I, I don't know what to expect um, it's like I hmm how do I do that Oh, okay. This is what I do. So wait, is this a new is this a new thought for you? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just because I've never gone this deep into it before. Or better yet, it's not even that. It's just I've never. It's like when you're in your own thoughts, everything makes sense in your head. But when you put them in words, that's where the challenge is. Uh, do, you, do you talk about the 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 psychology of what you do or the inner game of what you do? I think about it, but um, I only really talk about it when people ask me, which is why I love when people ask me because mm-hmm. I tend to come up. I feel like my skill level of uh, speaking on what I'm thinking is because of people asking me so many questions and like I'll I'll just answer it in the feeling of it because when I can't think of what to say or how to say it I just say it how I how I instinctively want to say it I, I go into my instincts and I'm just like wait what I said there kind of makes sense so let me keep that and now let me add that to the next thing the next time I answer that question so that I can create an even deeper like answer or even more obvious answer that people are less confused and less confused until it's so obvious that they're like, boom, that makes sense. But in the terms of uh, going into that mode of like focus, deep focus and then sustaining it, I think I, um, I don't prepare myself. I purposely, uh, if I'm, if I'm watching someone perform or dance, I don't prepare myself to think they're going to dance like this. Um, or I mean, or maybe even sometimes I do. 
But whether I do or I don't, once they start, instinctively I'm just like, okay, what are they gonna do next? And then I think the focus doesn't come until after they've made their choice. Then I, I backtrack and be like, damn, like I start thinking deeper of why did they why did they choose to do that? Why did they choose what made them choose to like do a level change or made them choose to like go slow like and a lot of that is a even a faster way of learning how to adapt to music because a lot of times in dance uh, events they'll play random songs people freestyle the songs all the time that they don't know um when people can when people can make choices based off of songs they don't know and they still be pretty damn good choices i think how did he make that good choice like what was he like what was he doing? Was he listening to the song? Was he just was did he guess it? Did he get lucky? He's he getting lucky a lot. So maybe it's not just luck. Maybe he's actually doing something. He has a technique of how he can predict music or um, how he can. It can look like he's not hitting every beat, but you still you still get hype when he does something because he's learned how to capture energy over the beat. So like, I think I don't get into the focus until after they made the choice. And then once they made the choice and it was a great choice, I think, whoa. Like, why? Boom. And even if they made a bad choice, I'm like, whoa, what made them even want to choose that? Because I want to so know... that without judgment piece. Like, you're really yeah. curious about what's happening behind the decision or behind the expression. Yeah, but I can't prepare myself beforehand. I yeah. can only do it after I've seen it. Like, like, and when I mean after I've seen it, I mean in the moment after I've seen it. Like, it's happening, it's happening. He just made a choice. It was either good or bad. Now I'm like, boom, like, but why did... Like, what made him make that choice? Like, now I'm asking questions like this like literally as fast as I'm snapping I'm asking myself questions and then but at the same my mind is weird like I'm processing what he's doing continuously and every after every choice he's made he does I've asked myself like a bunch of questions a bunch of questions and then you know it just happens like that it's like a computer constantly downloading information downloading information and and calculating 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 and then for some reason I can retain it to an extent and and I once I start practicing with the information that I've gathered it, it doesn't tend to start making sense until I've actually done it myself. Like, I've actually tried to do it myself. And I go, oh, this is what he must have been thinking of. Like, this is how he must have just, like, let go. But a lot of times I find that my my questions are often answered by instinct. Okay. Like, he trusted his instincts. Because some people will make the same choice, but do it their way. Um, so, it's a different variation of the same choice. And I'm like, why were their choices so good? Because they trusted themselves. They, they didn't have doubt. And a lot of times people will mess up, but they did it so confidently that you were just like, that was still amazing. And so I think, I think to be honest, that's even what, why I even get more in-depth into instinct is because to me it's proven time and time again. But I never, I never completely 100% believe in myself. Like I always question it. And then every time I go back yeah, to it, I mean, because I'm wondering about this this conversation of doubt mm -hmm. that you don't. So right now, as we're having this conversation, mm -hmm. you, you've got like this great presence about you, good eye contact. You're really kind of working on uh, articulating the truth in this moment, mm -hmm. and you've got a spark or a sw you're switched on. Basically, is the phrase I used when to try to capture when somebody's really present. Yeah, and so you have that thing, right? Like mm -hmm. you've but you've also designed your life to be able to do that, mm -hmm. right? So I was curious about like, where is doubt? And I know you feel nerves. We've talked about that before. Yeah, doubt is when, is when it's about to happen and it hasn't happened yet. 
that's 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 the, like the doubt is when to be in a more to explain it in a more specific sense. Before I'm about to dance or perform on stage, and these are talking about, I'm talking about these are the minutes before. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doubting. Man, what if I mess up? What if they don't like it? What if it's not good? What if um, I fall? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? These are the doubts. The, and these also are what makes me nervous. But, and this is this is the example of learning to control things by not controlling them. Um, I purposely make myself nervous. and But I know that when I dance, I perform better when I'm nervous. So I purposely designed a system that doubts myself, that makes me more nervous, so that when I dance, I can trigger those nerves into a controlled environment of freestyle. Um, because... I know I work better with them than without them. So you embrace it. You embrace those feelings of um, that physical sensation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like like you tolerate it or embrace it. It mm-hmm. sounds like you because, more embrace it. Because when I doubt up until the time I perform, when I perform, there's no more doubt because I'm making it, I'm making history in the moment. So now I can't doubt what's, I, I can't doubt or be afraid of what's going to happen because now it's my job to focus on this moment and make it happen. Like I, I can, I can be on stage and just walk back and forth and I've controlled it completely to the point to where I know I'm, I know I didn't fall. I know that, you know, I'd use the stage, blah, blah, blah. But like, um, I mean, I would never just go on stage and walk back and forth. But the idea is that when I'm in the moment, there's no more doubt because I'm, I am controlling what's going to happen. And I am aware that if, Let's say the music cuts off, or, which actually happened in one of my performances. Um, like, yeah, you, you feel like, well, that's actually a perfect example. I was in New Jersey. I was dancing. Um, of course, I psyched myself out beforehand. I got on stage. I started feeling better because I was in control. Um, I danced to two songs. The second song I played, I was, I was even more in the zone. I was ready to do this song. I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm like, boom, I'm in control. Next thing you know, the music stops. Now... I could freak out. I could be like, oh my gosh, I could be upset that the music just stopped. Or I can still control the situation because I'm still in the moment. So I took my time and I just, I don't know, you just, I trusted my instincts that the worst that can happen is that they can't turn the music back on. I play another song. Who cares? I'm still going to dance. I'm still going to, you know, kill it because I'm in my zone. But what ended up happening was the people knew the song so well that the crowd started singing it. And then I started dancing and I was like, you know what? Fine, let's do it. And I danced to the words that they were singing. The, the crowd was, I danced with the crowd. I didn't care about the song anymore. The song's gone. I can't, right now I'm on stage, I can't change the fact that the song just stopped. But the fact that these people are singing, I can choose to dance right now. So why not? And I danced until they got the song back on. <laughs> that must have been unbelievable. It was actually, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was It was unexpected, but I guess I didn't freak out because, like you said, I've trained myself for the unexpected. Like, I've... Yeah, I think there's a freshness to the way you're describing this for me, and I think a gift that hopefully you can remind people is that you're one of the best in the world at what you do, and um, and you still have un- doubt, and you still kind of get those butterflies or mm-hmm. that kind of feeling. I'm, I'm imagining that it, what most people describe as a weak knees or some sort of like um, extra activation in their body that feels a little uncomfortable. Oh right? yeah, the nervousness. You have it, and then you actually harness it and you use it. You're not trying to get rid of it. You're actually it's human nature. Yeah, right. Why? Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. So love it up, right? Feel it, love it. Know that there's a heightened sense that's 
that's uh, that's alive in you when that's all present. Yeah, it's like people who don't deal with their emotions, like like people who are afraid to feel sad or afraid to be angry or you know whatnot. Embrace that. You're human. You're angry because I mean you feel angry. So who ta- who taught you about emotions? Uh. I don't know myself kind of I, I promise a lot of these things no one really told me about them I just kind of like I just I'm a okay I always tell people I'm a I'm very uh, I pay attention to everything and that's how I learn that's how I I feel like that's how I evolve uh, it's the same to even to even myself when I go through things and I feel like you know I can't deal with them um, I am I'm literally studying myself and what are the best choices that I've made where like I feel so much better after I just did this when I was sad then, then instead of just trying to act like I wasn't sad like I got over it faster when I just accepted my feelings and accepted the fact that I was sad it's okay to be sad it's okay to cry um, so like I just I would always I research myself as, as much as I research others um, so even when I and like I said even when I dance that, that comment I made I live my life how I dance um, when I dance and there's a video I watch that video back and I just and I just study it. I'm studying myself as if as if that's not me. I'm just like, okay, boom, what made me and I think I tell myself, what made me do that? Because the thing I think the only really drawback is when you give into your instincts is that a lot of times you can't re- recreate it because your instinct played off of the environment of that time, that place, that moment, it's you can't recreate it. Um, it's gone. That moment's gone. That moment is gone. But you want to you want to at least be able to grab a nice chunk of it so that it stays with you which is why like when i watch myself i i'm like man what made me think about that and i, I keep thinking like okay when i was into my instincts i remember having this feeling okay that's what made me want to do that i remember the way my body felt when i did that wave and it looked so great like let me try to recreate that to the best i can so that it's not the same but it's going to be a, a damn near good close replica yeah um so in the same sense of like emotions like dealing with emotions with myself um yeah i i watch myself as as much as i watch other people like no one i think that this is probably why people because people honestly say i'm humble a lot i think it's only because like i've never i've never found myself above anyone or like any different from any other human being i do things that are human just like anyone else does anything that are human i get angry like everyone else gets angry i get sad like everyone else gets sad it's about it's really fresh it's you about know, yeah. embracing them, like, and. But th- the thing that I'm pulling f- from this is that you don't you reserve judgment. Like, there's a non-judgmental piece to you. Now, remember I, I, earlier I said let's talk about mindfulness, mm-hmm. and so mindfulness is basically the way I understand it is a it's um, a sense of presence in this moment without judgment. Mm-hmm. It's a particular way of being right here, right now, without judgment, mm-hmm. so that over time we gain wisdom and insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, yeah, 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 but, right. But I, so, I, I is, do judge. It's, and this is this is what's gonna flip okay, me. Okay. Okay. Because I'm not. I am human. Oh, people judge. You judge naturally just because you judge. But I judge in the sense of, let's say, like we have a conversation about, um, uh, let's say like a a conversation about discipline. Um, some people believe that you shouldn't put your hand on your kids. You should just put them in timeout or whatnot. Um, I have my judgment of that. Like my judgment is that if it comes to that point where you have to discipline your kid, um, it's your child. You're not gonna hurt them. You're not gonna. You know, what I mean, you you never do anything to truly hurt your kid. Like 
you um but discipline well, i believe people, is some people don't have some people don't that. but but the general sense of you know having you know child or kids something you care for you don't instinctively want to hurt them you know you want the best for them um sometimes putting them through discipline helps them be better later um so my judgment of that would be yes i believe in discipline i believe if uh, you know, kids being really, really bad. There's something really, really, you know, it's talking back, all this stuff. Sometimes you gotta take off the belt, and I had that done to me, and uh, I feel like I would. I'm a, the person I am now. I wouldn't be today if I didn't. If that didn't happen to me, someone. But so there's where my judgment comes in. But I'm. I never let that interfere with what I, information I take in. So if someone tells me why they feel like it's wrong or why they feel like it shouldn't happen and they shouldn't do it, I'm. I'm. A, I'm not. Shunning out your answer because of my judgment. Instead, I'm still welcoming that, so that maybe my judgment changes. I, I just truly don't believe that my judgment is necessarily the right. No, no one knows that their outlook on something is the right way. But you know, those people who always will only believe their way and no one else's. Those people don't learn. By me having my judgment and then accepting what you have to say, I can better shape that judgment into a more like I can make a better choice mm-hmm. in that situation you you by far are a life learner like you're really <laughs> open and learning to grow and have you heard the phrase beginner's mindset or beginner's mind you, yeah it's awesome <laughs> so there's there's a whole wisdom of, of, of thought around the value of a beginner's mind and um, mindfulness is a way to cultivate it. Mindfulness training is a way to cultivate a beginner's mind. Mm-hmm. And in a beginner's mind, it allows us to be fully present right here, right now. Mm. And you, this is this is exactly the conversations that I'm excited to have because your pursuit, your ability to find mastery is really coming from living deeply in the present moment mm-hmm. and having embracing a beginner's mind so that you can learn and grow and adjust and adapt to what for many people is very uncomfortable, mm. not knowing. It's, re- it's having emotional kind of upheaval and uncertainty and not knowing how the next moment's gonna go tends to be very difficult for people. And this, like, that's what clinical anxiety <laughs> is, right? Yeah, right. Thing, yeah. So, okay, this is um, unbelievable. Uh, the, the, the amount of wisdom that you've collected uh, in your short time and the talent <laughs> that you have is really phenomenal. So, it, can I just ask you a couple rapid fire questions? Yeah. Yeah, just kind of let these rip. It all comes down to. Oh, uh, it all comes down to instinct. If you had the chance uh, tomorrow to go to Mars, and you had a fifty percent chance to go to Mars, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you had a fifty percent chance of coming back, and a fifty percent chance of not coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, life and death. Um, would you go? No. Nope. How come? Because uh, I'm not that interested in Mars. <laughs> my self-interest uh, is just like, well, first of all, I mean, in my mind says 50-50 chance I could live, I could die. But that's not. The, but but I'm also thinking, man, I could experience Mars. So now I've just balanced out my equi- like my equilibrium. And then so, but now I'm like, but do I even want to go? No, I don't. So no, yeah. I, I have no interest. <laughs> no interest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you go into a party or a kind of a social environment do you like to bounce around from group to group or would you prefer to hang with a couple people and have a deeper conversation oh man i like to bring people together i feel like i do that through dancing especially uh so you get you gather energy from moving to to groups and having stimulating conversation oh no i mean literally bring them together as in like uh like if i because unless it just happens organically if i feel like 
I don't know, people just some people are not very sociable unless you break the ice. My icebreaker is uh, literally dancing and making people make a circle. So like when I typically when I dance, people will form a circle, and then now we have something to talk about. Everyone, everyone's vibing off of my dancing, but not only just to me, but with everyone. Like okay, so raw. let's let's say let's say that you couldn't dance. That we're just going to a, a social event, mm-hmm. right? And what I'm one what I'm curious about is, do you like to? to connect with many people for energy or do you prefer to have a, a deep conversation with one or two people that you're hanging with? It's a mix. I like to connect to a lot of people just because I always find that I'm so interested in everyone else's views like on things. But sometimes you can, it, sometimes it's quality over quantity. And sometimes uh, the quantity is so evenly placed that like you only get the true quality from the quantity. So, uh, in some senses, I will find that when I'm talking to a lot of people and like, I feel good about it, but they all have like that, they're all given the same amount of quality Then I kind of need so much to create that one, that one big quality. But then sometimes you go to a party and you just start talking to that one person that they're so, they're giving you so much and you're giving them so much that the quality of conversation is so high that you don't really need, uh, you don't really need to talk to anyone else. I kind of like... Um, so I guess it's a sense of like there's already a set meter of, of quality that I'm looking for in a conversation and then I find it either through quantity or through quality do you do what you think is right or what you feel is right feel yeah yeah cause I, I mean oh but sometimes your thoughts affect your feelings but when you truly give in to the way you truly yeah feel <laughs> Feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just waited yeah. out and then I was like, yeah. eh, feel. How will you know when you've, quote, made it? Mm. I won't. It's just going to happen. Has it happened yet? Uh, I've, I've made, uh, I feel like I'm making landmarks. I'm making like checkpoints. Um, each one higher than the next. But I feel like I, ha- I haven't. I haven't made. I feel like to be honest, I won't. I won't truly know that I made it until I become. Until I become it. Until I become a legend. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, like I don't know if Michael Jackson knew he was gonna, he was a legend or knew that his music was timeless until it literally started be, like becoming timeless. Like literally, like now that he's gone, and he cannot make any more music. You still want to hear his stuff. Because it's timeless, and it's only proven that it's timeless now because of present day, you know. So, so I won't know, but like you have that, you'll have that feeling. I have that feeling that you know it might happen. So, I have hope. I do. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, um, last kind of a little opportunity. It, um, two things. One mm-hmm. is, um, I'm curious how you describe or define mastery. <clears throat> I think mastery is a total embrace in what you do. Kind of like, honestly, what you were saying earlier, like when you truly give in to your to your your zone, like your your ability, your power, um, you and like and not only just giving into it because it takes more than just giving into it. It takes giving into it and making it so so such a wow factor that like it transcends to other worlds um a great example is like i feel like if i dance and this is not me calling myself a master but i feel like i am close like i i feel like i am kind of in that world um is that like if i can 
if I go to oh, a singing event, there's nothing but singers there, nothing but singers. And if I wasn't as good as I was and I danced for them, they would just be like, oh yeah, it's cool, he dances. You know, it would be so nonchalant. But like, I like it that way, like if I do that and I dance, they're like, wait, no. Who is this guy? This guy is unreal. Like, they're forgetting that they just watched dance. They just know that they saw something so amazing that they have to question what it is. They want to know what it's about. They want to, like, they're, they become invested in it, and it's not their world. But I've, I've just bled over to their world, uh, even if they don't understand it. And the fact that I can do that, that I feel like mastery, people who master something can do that. No different from when, when things get viral on social media. A lot of times the people that see them and like them, they're not even... They're not, that's not even their world. Like when a singing video goes viral, when a dance video goes viral, when someone that can juggle knives with one finger goes viral, they're not, the people who are liking those things, a lot of times they're not even in that world, but they like the guy, the people doing it have such a mastery of it that they've, they've, let, they've allowed someone to step into their world too without even knowing what it is. They're just like, I don't know what this is. I don't even care for this stuff, but this is amazing. Or like if it's a dance video, they're like, I've been to the club, I've seen people dance, but this like this is like dancing you know what i mean so i feel like that's when oh i feel like that's like that's a master that's awesome the master can be appreciated in all in in, like just all through all audiences wow okay um so i've i've been able to ask you a lot of questions and at the outset i said you know um i can't remember if the microphone was on or not but Mm -hmm. the recorder was on or not but i said you know we can just go back and forth and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm monopolized all of the questions so I don't know if you have any questions that are <laughs> on the other side of this but um I think oh honestly I don't only because like the way the way you responded to my responses were kind of like I don't know like you didn't leave me with much to need to know I feel like I've like we've already like gained a relationship through the way you've asked your questions and the way you responded to me answering the questions like yeah cool so I've been very observant in that sense so like I don't know I I feel like I don't know I kind of like see what you appreciate like like I've, I've I've learned just through this by you asking questions me answering the, what you appreciate in like in people and things in life yeah. like cool. you appreciate a, a like form of wisdom or like you know I don't know and so yeah I kind of I don't have any questions but and I don't mean like in, even in like a I'm not interested it's just that like You've, are, you've honestly given me so much just by the way you've asked. Yeah, th- thank you. And, and I'm curious, like, just on that note, what, this is like organically, what was this conversation like for you? Oh, uh, it was like a freestyle. Yeah. Of me dancing, like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what you were going to ask. But I kept my mind open to, you know, kind of be flexible with anything you threw. And... They were nice passes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was same for me on this side. Like, I didn't know what we are going to talk about. And mm. it, was, um, it organically led somewhere. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the best things, uh, like, you start from a place and you end at a place and you're just like, all that stuff in the middle, it was so, it flowed so well that there was no, there was no, like, awkward pauses, no, yeah. no, oh, man, what should I ask next? Like, the questions came from... It was a conversation, to be honest. Like yeah. the questions came from my responses, and then my responses came from your questions. And it's like you couldn't have one without the other. So it's a mix, which I believe in life. There's always you always have that have to have that mix of of things. I truly believe in the mix, mm-hmm. and that's that's a sense of uh, being uh, of not being so selfless. Um, 
There's some people who like in life they believe what they believe. They say this is the way to do it, blah blah blah, and they don't open their mindset to other ways to do it. I believe that there's your way of doing it, but you also can improve your like your way is never necessarily the best way or the most the fastest way. You can improve your way by gaining information and throwing it into what you already know. So it's literally yeah. Constantly opening your mind to information. Like, like an ebb and flow, you know, between information and sharing and learning and growing and testing and trying it out again and yeah. iterating and trying again. And, exactly. Well, yeah. you, get, you give to someone else yeah. and then they can give you back something because they've got something for someone else. And like, we can truly build ourselves up more than people realize if we like, if everyone was more open to like other people's views. You know what I mean? So what if... if if we could wrap this up and you could pass on a gift to the next generation you know based on what you've experienced what you've learned what you've come to understand about how you work and life works in general is is there one or two nuggets that you'd pass to the next generation um that might be interested in mastery trust yourself like 100 percent um never doubt what you truly believe or what you truly want to make happen and Never let someone else tell you that it's not possible. Um, because if it, I don't know, it's like you, people want to do things because off when they were young or off the bat, they've seen something that if someone had to do it, it had to be there for them to even want to do it in the first place, which already tells you that it's possible. So don't let any hardship, any person, any words bring you down as far as like what you want to do. And if you want to become a master or something, Realize that it that it it is hard work. It isn't easy. Um, people are always like, "Oh, you know, you're a natural. You're a natural." I'm a natural. I'm, I'm I'm someone that's naturally hungry, but I'm not. I wasn't just born this good. You know, I, I don't just be like, "I'm not gonna dance for two years and then you know get back at it." I'm as good as I was. It doesn't work that way. Um, know that it takes hard work, but also know that it pays off when you believe in yourself and. When you set yourself a goal that maybe necessarily, and in hindsight, may not be obtainable, but you'll become something great by by striving for that crazy goal. Mm. And hell, sometimes you might end up doing it. <laughs> like so, you at the end of the day, you never know. You honestly never know. So don't expect. Don't expect. Not necessarily don't expect. Any, don't expect anything, but always hope and strive for what you want. Wow. Yeah. Straight from, from the source there. Okay. <laughs> so um, I've learned a lot. So thank you for the time today. Oh, yeah. Goodness, thank you. This is, I, I do value these moments. Like, yeah. this is, this is great. Like, I just feel, I'm already, I feel so uplifted. Yeah. If you haven't noticed. Yeah. But. yeah, cool. And you are definitely switched on. So thank you for just the exchange, the experience, the learning, and where can, if someone wants to learn more about you, where can they go to find more information to, to kind of hear what and learn what you're up to? Oh, um, I mean, gosh, Google me, uh, F-I-K-S-H-U-N, fiction. Um, I feel like people can truly uh, see my message through my dancing. So in a sense, I mean, just watch my videos. Uh, What's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is dance, the number 10, and then fiction. So dance ten fiction, but fiction is spelled F I K S H U N, like my dance name. Is, is that the platform that you drive most most uh, traffic to, or is it more uh, Twitter? I think more of my traffic is Instagram for yeah. sure. I, I've just I've created more focus towards it, and and 
and as a result, it, it just has the most following. So it's it's where most of my work yeah. is, um, as well as YouTube. But that's just for from other people's channels. But I mean, it's still me. So yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah. um, fiction. Thank you for the time. Thank you for coming in. I hope that we can do this again. Oh and yeah, we'll have a part two to this to, to, <laughs> to keep going. So for sure. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, fiction. Thank you so much for your time today. I. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I mean, I'm laughing because um, this was just a pleasure. And I hope that people get the same sense of joy that, that you and I experience and this curiosity and this this um, amazing spirit that you have about yourself. And so thank you for sharing. Thank you for teaching. Thank you for bringing in um, how you're making sense of how you're pursuing mastery and you're hungry to figure out how, how good you can get at this craft. I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm loving what you're doing. I'm absolutely, um, I just, every time I, I watch, I get sucked into, to the joy that you express when you're doing your thing. So just thank you for what you're bringing into this environment. All right. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I, I think there's only, I'm new at this, but there's only a couple things to be able to do. One is, is go to iTunes and subscribe to finding mastery. That's the name of the podcast. And I've also come to learn that if you, um, hit, you know, hit the like button and share some comments that really helps out building some momentum for, um, so that we can hopefully build a community around this. And you can also go to findingmastery.net and plug in your email uh, information. I'll be able to post and, and send, you know, upcoming uh, interviews and, you know, all the good stuff that hopefully we can generate as, as we keep this going. You can also follow on Twitter at michaelgervais.com. So that's, I'll spell it out, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Gervais, G-E-R-V-A-I-S. So that's at michaelgervais.com. And then on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash finding mastery. And obviously you can check out Fiction's work on his uh, Instagram and Twitter um, and Facebook. He's, he's, as he said, he's big on those. So for all the good resources and everything, um, you know, hopefully more of this will be posted on findingmastery.net. So until next time, thank you for listening. And really what that means to me is thank you for the gift of deep attention. And I'm just hopeful that you'll be able to share some of the nuggets that we learned in here and, and share those with other folks um, as you're building your tribe and your community and the people around you that support you and challenge you to pursue your best. All right. Thank you so much for diving into another episode of Finding Mastery with us. Our team loves creating this podcast and sharing these conversations with you. We really appreciate you being part of this community. And if you're enjoying the show, the easiest no-cost way to support is to hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. Also, if you haven't already, please consider dropping us a review on Apple or Spotify. We are incredibly grateful for the support and feedback. If you're looking for even more insights, we have a newsletter we send out every Wednesday. Punch over to findingmastery.com slash newsletter to sign up. This show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, and we take our recommendations seriously. And the team is very thoughtful about making sure we love and endorse every product you hear on the show. If you want to check out any of our sponsor offers you heard about in this episode, you can find those deals at findingmastery.com slash sponsors. And remember, no one does it alone.
The door here at Finding Mastery is always open to those looking to explore the edges and the reaches of their potential so that they can help others do the same. So join our community, share your favorite episode with a friend, and let us know how we can continue to show up for you. Lastly, as a quick reminder, information in this podcast and from any material on the Finding Mastery website and social channels is for information purposes only. If you're looking for meaningful support, which we all need, one of the best things you can do is to talk to a licensed professional. So seek assistance from your healthcare providers. Again, a sincere thank you for listening. Until next episode, be well, think well, and keep exploring.